You're riding on the Denial Bus with Patty Crouch and Holly Gates. Okay, before you get started on this episode, make sure you've listened to part one of Ashley's interview. If you haven't, it's just the episode before this. You're going to want to listen. It's great. Okay, so now, like, you have this goal, having a martial arts studio. You kind of have Cassie. It sounds like you have lots of support. You have income that helps. You have a really great Nicole. Nicole is her Amanda. Okay, sorry. Amanda is the person that always helps her with Dawson. And I have Lauren who's becoming famous. Okay. Um, how is it being 21 and basically being a single mom? Like you're 21 and you're basically a single mom. And this is the weirdest thing is I, I told Chris and I go, one of the questions I want to ask her is like, how do you date? Hello. Hi. I will let you know I do have a daughter and she's, you know, 29. <laughs> like, you know, like how does... Like, how, yeah. Um, as far as dating goes, I never really had a want to go out into the dating world because being somebody that was of Christ, I didn't really think it was, uh, I had to look. I had never really thought of it as shopping. I thought, you know, my Jesus lover person, whoever the hell it's going to be, will come to me. You know, it's not a matter of me having to look through garbage and try and find somebody worthy. But I, I did try once again a really good <laughs> perspective on it all. I, I like see that. you were worried about her being twenty one. <laughs> I was. <laughs> no, I, she's a better person by far, by like hands down in so many ways, and so much mature than I was at twenty one. Like I said, I was in Costa Rica taking shots, not taking care of my sister. So yeah, and you know, part of that is I watched my mom struggle with her addiction for as long as she was with me, clean and sober. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, I always asked her, like, how do you not miss it? And it wasn't a matter of her not missing it. It was a matter of her realizing that she has bigger things to be doing with her life than that. And so I just kind of always had the mindset of there's no reason for me to go down that road, especially if it's going to be that hard to get back. And so I just, I never drank. You know, I had friends in high school that drank. I had friends in high school that smoked. And it wasn't a matter of what they smoked. It was just smoking. And it was the same thing. I stayed away from them. You know, I had, I didn't think of them any lesser as a person because people are people. You know, it's the way they want to live and that's their choice. But it wasn't something that I wanted to pick up for myself. And so in which case, uh, my first drink was in Canada and I was 19. And it was because I was, or no, no, I was, I was 20. And that was the legal drinking age was 19 out in Canada. And I was like, you know, I'm with friends. I just trained. I want to have a good time. And I had like three beers because this lady would not come give me water. I asked for water every time. <laughs> and she was like, yes, I'll bring you water. And I was like, okay. And there was a pitcher of beer. I was like, well, I'm thirsty and I'm eating. I need something to drink. So I guess I'm going to have beers. And that was my first time drinking. And it wasn't anything glamorous. You know, it was just, yeah. okay, you know, this is kind of weird. I want to go to sleep now. That makes sense. Knowing that you're, you know, you're seeing your mom, I would probably be like, nah, not worth the risk. Not Especially knowing... Yeah. Addiction can be hereditary and kind of going, not willing to go down that path. Like, we thought about that with the girls, too, in the sense of, and Jackson, they're higher risk of addiction because of the FASD. And at a certain point, like, when are we going to take the alcohol out of our house? And when are we going to have those conversations? Uh, Not today. 
That's what that answer is today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> so dating then, you just kind of like, meh, if it comes, it comes, and if it happens, it happens. Yeah, and so it's funny that you bring up the single mom thing and dating, and so I, I did try dating, and I dated maybe, I went on two dates, and they were with two different guys, and the first guy was nice, but I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'll see you never, like, you know, he was just, he wasn't garbage, he just was not my type, he was a very timid person, and I kind of need a bit more of a bold personality, so the next guy I went out with, um, he had a really cool personality, he trained, and so I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of a nice vibe, I like it, and in his profile, the reason I sw- uh, swiped, because it was Tinder, <laughs> the reason I swiped on him was because I saw training pictures. I was like, oh, cool, well, something in common to talk about. And he was 26 at the time. I think I was 19 or 20. And we're talking about something, and he asked me about my mom, and it was, like, fresh, and I started crying. And this was on our first date. Oh. I was like, I am such a baby. And then... Uh. <laughs> No, a baby. But my I can understand died. how that kind of scares people off. <laughs> yeah, so I was <laughs> I mean like, I promise I'm mentally stable. Like, it's just, uh, you know, fresh. And so it was funny because then we started talking about stuff, and then he told me that he had a son at home. And I was like, oh, that was not in your bio, you know? <laughs> and then we spent part of the date talking about his ex-baby mama, and that was fun. But it was a really cool date. I really enjoyed um talking with him and then it came out that you know I told him I said I'm basically a single mom but it's a little different and I explained to him my whole story and he was like huh and I was like yeah that's that's my story like you held your story back I don't know why you're so surprised (laughs) and so um it was funny because then the next day afterwards I told him I said you know you kind of blindsided me with your kid he was like what are you talking about you blindsided me with your adult kid I was like Oh, that's fair. And I was like, you know, we had a good time, but maybe not again. And he was like, okay. You know, and we left on good terms, but it was funny. How would you put that in the bio? And I have a 29-year-old. But you're 21. Like, that isn't, but you don't lead yeah. with that in tender. I don't imagine. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe actually. I should. You maybe you ready? should. So yeah. you don't like to happen that happen again. I don't like wasting my time. So maybe I will next well, time. Well, my whole thing, I would save myself from marriage because, you know, I love Jesus. And... I would tell people on the third date, and I would I, I never dated anyone past three dates but Chris. <laughs> that was it. Like, no one else made it. And I was like, and my thought process was, well, if you're not going to respect me enough to keep dating me after you know that, then we really don't need to be around. I can buy my own meals, you know? And so that was part of the conversation, actually, too, was he had told me, he was like, you know, after talking to you, I kind of realized, do you have any kind of experience? And I was like, no. He was like, oh, are you looking? And I was like, no. He was like, oh, okay. You know, I told him, I was like, I'm waiting till marriage. And he was like, oh, yeah, this might not work out. And I was like, okay. You know, at least you're <laughs> forward about it. That's nice. He gave you the, okay, we're not going to. I mean, obviously, he has a two-year-old, so. Yeah. yeah. He did not wait till marriage. Because <laughs> that's how that works, people. Yes. Just in case you didn't know. Holly's, like, looking over me like, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> No, I was thinking more. Wouldn't it be funny if he's like, no, me and my college girlfriend decided to adopt together. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> that would be really funny. And I started thinking of Jane the Virgin, which is where she's like a virgin, but then she gets pregnant because of the insemination's gone wrong. Oh, man, this is funny. Is that what that show's about? I've never yeah. Okay, I've that's never what seen it's it. It's Jane the Virgin, and it's I think it's really good. It's done over the top like telenovela style, but intentionally. So it's really, it's, I think it's really great. It's winking at itself. Yeah. It comes yeah. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. 
It's an I like it a lot. It's over now. So you can probably binge watch it on Netflix. Okay. That'll be my goal tonight. I tonight. like shows that are already over, so I know I can watch them all. Okay, yeah, me too. So. I got tired of canceling shows because whenever Chris and I like a show, it oh gets yeah. canceled. So yeah. I'm like, I just forg- forget it. I can't handle the pressure. <laughs> like, I can't handle the pressure yeah. of good shows getting canceled, so now I just wait. Yep. Or being uh, finishing but in the middle of a plot. Yeah. So, like, did they know they were going to get canceled? Like, has it finished? Did they wrap everything up? Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to start a show unless that happens. I don't have enough emotional bandwidth. No. Now, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, so what's the hardest part now? Like, you and Chris, I mean, Chris, you're his Holly. <laughs> you're not the right way to say it. Anyways, like, it's frustrating. Like, it's frustrating having a special needs kid. Like, it just is. It's harder. It takes so much more bandwidth and like, what would you wish would have been different, I guess? Or, I don't know. I, I think the, the best way is. that I would put it is I would not change a single thing about Cassie. I would not change a single thing about my situation. However, I wish that I didn't care so much what other people think of her. Because we'll go out in mm-hmm. public and you get very disgusted looks. And it's disheartening to see people look at another human being like that because it's like, they do exist, you know, they're not fucking unicorns, like, mm. but it's just a matter of people understanding, like, I'm not going to leave her in the house, she's not a hermit, you know, if I want to take yeah. her to the grocery store, if I want to go out to eat, we're going to go out to eat, and to be fair, I mean, she's had episodes out in places, and I've had places that have respected it so well, and, you know, they ask, is there anything we can do to help, and then I've had places that have asked us to leave, and I'm like, you know, you get a one-star review on Yelp. Like, your food was not even that good. I'm never coming here again. You know? But. The judgment. The judgment is probably the hardest thing. You know? Because it's like, I know her as a person, whether it's half of a person because of her mental state or whatever people want to consider it. But I know her as a person. I know that she has a heart. And it's like, you see people look at her like that. And it's like, you know? I almost feel bad for blind people. It's like, do you look at blind people like that? Like, they will never know, you know? Or do you feel grateful because they'll never know? Yeah. And that's one thing. When we're in public, in bigger crowds, I know she will never see it. But if I invite people over to the house, that was one thing my mom always joked with me about and said, if you want to find the right man, just introduce him to Cassie because she will judge very quickly. And every boyfriend my mom ever had was a no-go for Cassie. Cassie hated them all. It was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Only one she actually did like was my dad, which was funny. I'm sure she liked her own dad, but my dad was also, like, not the best of the barrel. So, like yeah, so maybe we shouldn't be relying on her <laughs> opinion. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know if she has a good ha- past history of picking the good ones. I mean, I'll say uh, one out of three uh, duds she could think was not a dud. And so it's, like, a 60% chance. Okay. I'll take my chances, you know. <laughs> Roll the dice. Well, it's not like you're going to be like, okay, I'm getting married. Now someone else take care of Cassie. It's like Cassie's with you. So yeah. whoever you marry, it's going to have to figure the Cassie thing out a lot. It also sounds like you have a good setup, though. A part of me is like, ooh, can I have help all the time? Yeah. I mean, it's not like you have help all the time, but. Yeah, my thing is I don't have a husband that I have to vent to about everything because it's, you know, I run the show, but. It's also, I don't have the 
struggle of having to consult with somebody, hey, you know, I think we should do this instead of this, but, you know, it's also you're doing it on your own kind of thing, so it's a little different. One of my friends who's a single mom, who was a single mom, she got married recently, told me, it's not the day-to-day that sucks. Like, I can do all the bath, that's fine. I can do all the shopping, that's fine. I can be the sole income. She's like, it's what sucks is not having someone who cares about this soul as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, I mean, Chris and I, we've had it out, we've cried, we whatever. But in the end, I'm like, oh, thank God I have him to do this with because I do have someone who cares just as much about these kids. And also wants to kill them just as much as about these kids, too. Mm. Or when they do something really funny or... Share the moments. Yeah, you have somebody to share the moments with. I'll send videos to my sister, but that's about it. Um, I hate the judgment, though. I mean, that's the reason why we're getting a service dog, is because the two reasons why I want a service dog is because, one, they won't shoot a black male with a service dog. And then, two, the Mm. judgment is less when when Lobo is around. Like, people automatically know, oh, something's not right there okay and it's easy and then everyone loves dogs well not everyone but most people who are nice love dogs so then it's like they automatically like okay so it it equals it all out i feel like does lobo get along with jackson they have a love-hate relationship (laughs) um yes like he takes care of him a lot lobo takes care of jackson a lot like especially when we're at the mountain house like he's always around wherever jackson is for the most part um, but Jackson also is like pushes his buttons to the limit and he'll be sleeping and he'll come up and put his finger up his nose until he'll like snap, but he hasn't like bitten Jackson, but a part of us is like, go for it. Cause Jackson he'll needs learn. to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they have a good relationship and they also like hate each other at the same time. And he also kind of plays with Jackson. Like he's another dog sometimes. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> cause they're about the same height and weight now. So, but it's interesting too, because when Lobo's around, like when we're out in public and Lobo's a service dog, it stresses Chris out more, but my anxiety is way less. It stresses Chris out because he doesn't want to be that service dog owner that doesn't have a well-behaved service dog. And so Lobo's just not there yet. And then with the move and stuff, we like totally... Drop the ball on it. And with me, I'm like, people are not judging me nearly as much, so my anxiety is lower there. He's usually tethered to Jackson, so I don't have to run as far. (laughs) So that helps me, too. So I like him around a lot more. So That's funny. I have a chihuahua, and Cassie and the chihuahua do not get along at all. Cassie hates her. Belle hates her. I mean, (laughs) it's really funny. (laughs) Cassie will start throwing a fit, and Bell just starts barking like crazy. I'm like, shut up, please. <laughs> so he's definitely your dog then. Yeah. <laughs> he's your emotional mm-hmm. support dog. <laughs> yeah. She, I don't know, Susanna left her with me because originally she was a stray dog, and we just kind of rescued her, and then Susanna left for college, didn't take her. I was like, okay, I'll try and keep her alive, but you got to come back. I'll try to keep her alive. <laughs> I already have Cassie. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. How is your relationship with Susanna? Because it sounds like Susanna is like, I'm out. And she's younger, and you fell on you because you're the older one. So kind of. But at the same time, Susanna could step up if she wanted to. 
Yeah, and you know, I kind of explained to Susanna that she won't ever step up because it's a matter of I'm not going to let her. She doesn't need to take on the responsibilities I've already acclimated to. You know? But what about Um, you needing a break? What about you needing? Cassie, when she's in a good mood, very relaxing. I like being around her. I like spending time with her. So it's not a matter of me getting stressed out, even just sitting in the same room as her. Whereas Susanna and Cassie also do not get along very well. Uh, I mean, Susanna and I, we love each other. We fight. You know, it's a normal sister relationship. With Cassie, it's more of a, I don't know, it's like something she despises about Susanna sometimes. And it's kind of funny because Susanna reacts to Cassie differently than I do. And so it's just a matter of, I don't feel safe or comfortable leaving you with her for longer periods of time than I'm usually out. Interesting. We need to get Susanna on the podcast because maybe <laughs> Susanna has all the resentment that I want. Not that I want, <laughs> but I'm looking for. Yeah, you're this fishing for her to be like. So I know. I'm like, come on, Ashley. Can you be a sucky person at least <laughs> for like five minutes? Like, you're amazing. Me and Susanna do have conversations about um, how she feels very guilty about leaving me and that she's out living her best life. And, you know, it's just a matter of I wouldn't have it any other way. I would not be the one to go out and do it. I couldn't. I could not be able to do it. And Susanna has been uh, gracious enough to let me try with her. And she has been doing very well in college. She is now an RA and she enjoys her job. And so this entire year is now free because she's getting paid by the campus to be there. So it's cool because she's really working for herself and she's making her own name for herself as far as becoming a person goes. So she's kind of had to step up and be an adult too, because she's got to take care of her college getting paid for and, and be out on her own basically at a younger age too. On herself. Not like her mom passed away and you're, you're dealing a whole lot with Cassie. So it's, yeah, you she know, was I mean forced to grow up as well. Yeah. She told me, because she had a boyfriend maybe, I think it was last semester, and, you know, she told me about it, and, you know, I asked her, I said, why didn't you tell me about it sooner? And she said, well, you don't have any advice for me because you've never dated. And I said, that's fair. You know, <laughs> I, I would have nothing for you, so. And they ended up breaking up anyway. I was like, well, they're pieces of shit. You don't deserve them, like, blah, blah, blah. But she told me, she was like, yeah, I called my cousin, and that was the cousin that we lived with for a while. So she had some good advice for her, but. you ever wanted to go on a vacation for uh, a couple so weeks? yeah I went to um so n- the way me and Nicole work is whether I give her time off or um I do whatever I'll hire her or I'll hire a private party to come into the house and make sure that they know how to do everything it's daily routine for Cassie and I'll just pay them out of pocket and so vacations I have to save up for but my vacations usually include training because uh, it's yeah. my world right now but um as far as if I go on vacation, like, for Christmas or mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, I've expressed to my family that if Cassie's not invited, I'm not coming. And I've had that conversation several times, and they've asked me to leave her behind several times, and I told them, see you yeah. next year. Oh, wow. Jerks. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go there anyway. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> I mean, traveling with Cassie is very stressful. Road, road trips so are less stressful because there's less judgment. Yeah. But uh, she will still throw a fit, so it's just how long can she go and how long is the drive. So you're kind of glad that they don't invite her, so you'd be like, good, we're not coming. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm very honest about it. You know, it's like, okay, you don't want Cassie there, bye. See you next year, you know. Maybe you'll change your attitude. And it's not a matter, she's not an option. She's not, you know, my dog. It's, that's yeah. my sister. Like, yeah. We're not leaving her behind. That's dumb. I don't want to spend the holiday with you if I'm not going to be with her. Yeah, we stopped going to Christmas because it was just, they couldn't understand why it was so hard for us. Like, in theory, they understood it because we told them the theory. But then at the same time, it was just like, mm, this isn't worth it anymore. No. And then we stopped going, and it got a lot better. Still kind of sucks, but <laughs> that's just because of my kids, not because of anything else. Yeah, my aunt just recently got remarried, and this was the aunt that took care of us for a while. And so her husband is very cool. I really like him. Uh, he's a very good guy. And so... First time I met him was on one of our San Diego vacations because we would try and go every year and my mom was still alive and he offered to push Cassie in the wheelchair and we went to the San Diego Zoo and we had a great time and he threw out his back, pushing her at some point. So I felt terrible because I should have been the one pushing her the whole time and I just, I needed a break. I was like, I'm tired. Can you do it? You're a man. And so he ended up doing it for a little bit and threw out his back. And I was like, really? How (laughs) old are you? You know? And then, uh, this last year, we went out for Christmas. Was it Christmas? No, it was uh, Thanksgiving. And so we went out to go visit them for Thanksgiving. They had just moved into a new house. And so it was me, Cassie, Susanna, my aunt, uh, my new uncle, and uh, my aunt's daughter, my cousin. And so we spent Thanksgiving together, and uh, I did the 75 hard thing with Mr. Cox. And yeah. so part of it was I had to get one 45-minute door outdoor workout. I told Susanna, I said, hey, can you watch her while we go for a walk? And my uncle, he didn't feel like going for a walk with us. So he told us, he was like, I'll watch Cassie, you know, and Cassie's always liked him. So I was like, okay, you know, and I said, we're going to be right back. I have my phone on me. If you need anything, like you think she's growling, you call me. And so he ended up calling Susanna. We're like 15 minutes into the hike. She's throwing a full blown meltdown. And so... I guess she had grabbed him or pinched him at some point, and she's got a grip like a gorilla, so it was kind of scary for him because he didn't know how to let go, like, he didn't know yeah. how to get her off, mm-hmm. and so when we walked back in, it was just, like, the look on his face, I was like, we're never doing this again, I will never leave her with you again because of the way you just looked at me, like, I did something wrong, like, she did something wrong, it's like, no, something set her off, and you just happen to be the person in the vicinity that she could go to. And so the fact that you reacted like that, I now know what you're capable of. And it's not that. So, Do you think he can go through it, though? Like, do you think he could learn? Or are I you just done? No, I don't think so. And, you know, it's not necessarily keeping us from family vacations anymore. But I told Susanna originally, I said, you decide whether or not we go up there. And if you want to, I will go with you. And we're taking Cassie. But we're not going to go out for Christmas again. And, you know, she was like, okay. And so I think we're going to try and keep it to one visit a year because it's about as mentally as much as I can handle from them. Mm-hmm. And again, you have to remember, this is the aunt that took me and Susanna, but she wouldn't take Cassie because it was too much. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they're so, it's just so hard because, like, you know your limits, but at the same time you end up hurting, but you know your limits. I mean, I split the kids up all the time because I know they can't handle it, like, Priscilla can handle all three sometimes, but then it's harder and harder for Jackson to be handled. And 
grandparents used to come and be able to take care of them, but now they're gotten older and they can't do it, and it's just it's hard. Yeah, Cassie, when she used to spend time with my grandma, they got along great because my grandma would sit there with her for hours and just write uh, words or watch videos. My grandma didn't have anything else to do with her time, but it was a Sunday and we all went to church, and so my grandma was alone with Cassie, and Cassie just had enough, and she bit her. And so we got home, and my grandma was bleeding. Like, we left the middle of church because my grandma had called, and I was like, damn, like, that sucks. And it was it was a growing point for my grandma, too, because she was like, I don't understand why she would have done that. You know, we get along so great, and it was a matter of, it wasn't a personal attack on you. It was yeah. just you happened to be the person in the vicinity at the time. At what point did you, I guess my question, I don't know what my question is, because I, I get so flustered with Jackson sometimes, and I don't think of it as, I don't think all the time of, oh, it's because he has brain damage, and da, 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 da. like, I just get pissed off, and I'm like, come on now. Like, at what point, is it because she's so severely disabled that she just can't, you give her so much more, you give her so much more grace than I give Jackson, is basically what I'm saying. Once again, I suck people, not really, Kate, you don't need to talk me off the ledge, but you know what I'm saying, like. I get so frustrated with Jackson. I see Chris get so frustrated with Jackson and the girls. And it's like at a certain point, it's like, yes, it's a disability. But there's also, it's like you deserve not to be bitten, you know? Yeah. And so as far as physically attacking me, I don't think I ever get agitated with her. Um, if she puts hands on somebody else, like Nicole has told me before, you know, like, hey, just, you know, she pinched me today. I've gotten calls from her school as well as the bus company that transports her that she's attacked other students. And, I, you know, I tell them, like, well, what did the kid do? And they're like, what? clearly somebody mm -hmm. did something to piss her off and so now the school and the bus program has now adjusted to accommodate for her being in a bad mood while passing by somebody <laughs> and so i'm like well that's what you have to do i don't know what to tell mm -hmm. you guys this is the kind of business you wanted to get into if you wanted to work with normal kids then you should have gone to a normal elementary school like you know yeah and so as far as getting frustrated with her i think my biggest fighting aspect is uh food right now because I want her to be able to live a long, healthy life. I don't want her to ever struggle with anything health-wise, which I've been blessed enough that she does not have any kind of health conditions at all, other than the mental. And so it's just, it's a constant battle with food, because I want to make sure that she's eating right. And she constantly wants anything sweet that I have in the house, so I have to make sure that I hide it well. I have baby locks on everything. And so I think I sent Chris this picture, too, and this is kind of how our conversations got started. But he was venting to me about Jackson and how he had ripped up the mat right after you guys put it in. And I told him, I said, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, went downstairs, and Cassie ripped off my cabinet door because she said, oh, there's a baby lock? No problem. And she just ripped it off the hinges. So one of my cabinets in my kitchen is still missing because I haven't had the time or the knowledge to put it back on. And so it's, I still have the baby locks on everything, and she hasn't ripped anything else apart, so I think they're working. <laughs> I think the one just had a loose hinge, but yeah, it's just, I want to make sure that she is healthy, and so it's a constant fight for food, and you know, it's like the pasta, that, that's a whole fuck you, like, she will eat pasta raw, and I'm like, this doesn't, this is not good, this isn't, <laughs> this yeah. does not taste good. You know, power struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a power move. And then my favorite thing is I'll walk down in the middle of the night and I'm like feeling the floor and it's like this weird residue. I'm like, what is that? 
and I turn on the light, and it's brownie mix or pancake mix on uh. the floor. Exploded. Like, sh- boom, just ripped it oh. right open. I'm like, really, dude? And I'm just mad because I know she didn't get any of it. She just literally ripped it open, dumped it out. Oh, I'm going to smear it around. I'm like, really? Damn. And so it's if I do buy that kind of stuff because I want to make it, I have to make it within the next day or so. Otherwise, she finds it. And she They're so good at yeah. finding it, too. I'm like, really? You're, like, intellectually disabled. Well, how can you find all my hiding spaces yeah. for my chocolate? Like, you can... Jackson can unlock every single door and find all of my my hiding spots. And yeah. I'm like, come on, come on. Could your disability be, like, somewhere, like, in these areas so that I didn't have to work so hard to hide my chocolate? And those sound like the really hard things with having an adult with a disability is, yeah, like, baby locks. Yeah, that works on kids. But even, like, my son Dawson, he can open stuff. He, he drinks anything. I mean, he'll put anything in his mouth. And he can just undo a baby lock on a cabinet. And he's almost tall enough. And if he can't reach something, he can scoot a chair <laughs> over to it. Yeah. Make a, you know, he's smart enough to make a ladder and grab whatever he wants. So it's like what you do have to hide things in, you know, the peas or whatever. Yeah, I'm telling you, the vegetables yeah. are the best part. Yeah. And, you know, Cassie likes vegetables and she'll eat anything, which is oh good no. because yeah. feeding her fruits and vegetables is not the hard part. It's just making sure that she doesn't get too much of the excess food that she shouldn't yeah. be having. But. Yeah, I mean, food's probably our daily struggle, and it's usually where she will do stuff just to bug me. You know, it's like, I'm going to eat this cracker and then spit it on the floor. How you like that? Like, really, dude? Like, Belle, come here. (laughs) (laughs) Belle's usually pretty good about cleaning her food up, too, which is awesome, but that's their relationship as far as that goes. (laughs) Belle's like a vacuum. So what would you, one of the questions we ask a lot is, what would you wish other people would know like if someone was going to be walking into your situation like your friend who just i mean they're grieving your own parents dying and now you're taking care of a a kid a child um or someone who's an adult child child, an adult child what would you tell them like what would you wish you would have known i mean it sounds like you're pretty set up because You've been taking care of her since you were seven or eight. You had that 11 months. And they had 11 months to get things in in order. But there's probably something emotionally that that you could tell people or. Um, As far as it all goes, I mean, I think the bigger struggle out of all of it was more me losing my mom than actually having to come to the reality of I'm going to be with Cassie for the rest of my life because it was just I would have rather taken care of my mom until she was 100, you know than have to lose her at such an early age. So people, a lot of people were overlooking that grief and jumping straight to the, oh, you have, you have to take care of your sister. And you're like, well, wait, what about this other, the, the bigger thing in my life that just happened? Yeah, you know, and it was a matter of me also um, being angry at God for a while. And I'm still working on repairing that relationship, but... As far as everything else goes, it's just, you know, Cassie isn't a burden. And that's what people put her as when my mom passed was, oh, you have to. And it's like, no, I could have put her in a home at any point in time. I just, that's not what you do with family, you know. Did you even have time to grieve? Like. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still doing it every day. So. Well, you get the new normal. It's not ever gone. Every loss. 
you always it's always a loss. It's not like you wake up one day not missing her. It's not like you wake up one day. I mean, the loss I equate it to is with Mario. Like, I hear about Mario, and I still cry that he's not my son. So. And I, I hear it. Like, I, I can see how everyone. I did it here in the podcast of seeing how it is a burden. But in reality, she's your sister. And so you see all the positives of it. You see you getting to relax with her on the sofa. You get to see her grow. You get to see so much more that everyone else doesn't see. Yeah, you know, and it's the same idea as enjoying the little things with a toddler. You know, it's like, hey, did you see her just throw the ball? It's like, yeah. It's like, for a parent, that's amazing. And for anybody else, they're like, okay, she threw a ball. What's so amazing? I mean, most kids do that. And it's like, okay, well, you can get out of my house now. Like, bye. But, yeah, you know, it's enjoying the little. I like what you said about she's not, stop thinking of her as a burden. So everyone's probably putting that on you. Oh, whatever. A burden. You're like, she's my sister. She's been my sister my whole life. This is all I know. We've lived together my whole life. We're still living together. Y'all are much better people than me. <laughs> Y'all are. I c- completely see Jackson as a burden sometimes. Like, I completely see how Chris is thinking sometimes of how we messed up our life happens. Like, I love him to death. But Chris and I spent, like, some of Christmas trying to figure out how we could live separately, still have a marriage, and still have a family without all five of us living in the same house. Like, so there's moments where I'm like, he's a burden. Like, he definitely is a burden. Like, my life is totally, y'all are better. Anyways, but I can, I can see how I wouldn't want that pushed. <laughs> it's one of those things where I can say that, but you can't exactly. say that about me. You know, it's like, no, if I think it's a burden at moments, that's fine, because yeah. that's what I chose, and that's me talking about my sister, but don't you be saying that of because if someone told me that Jackson a was a burden, I'd probably yeah. be like, F you. You're the burden because I'm talking to you. Patty, Jackson's a burden. F you. <laughs> You're a burden because I'm talking to you. Yeah. No, what I would say is I'll take that under consideration. That's the what I say whenever I'm saying F you to people. Like strangers will give you advice and like random people. Or, and I'm just like. I'll take that under consideration. And basically that means <laughs> F you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the office way exactly. to say it, right? Exactly. But yeah, so she's not, you know, don't you tell me she's a burden. And also remember I lost my mom. Like that's the bigger thing here. That's what I'm grieving about, not Cassie. I think it also will continuously bother me that people think I'm a saint. Oh. 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 I hate that. No, no one ever thinks that of me, so I don't have that issue. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're not at all. Um, I hate that. I hate that so much. Because first of all, when you think about Catholicism and all these saints, they're really messed up people sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, then I guess I am a saint because I'm pretty messed up. And then second, it's like, what? Like, I'm just screwing up non-biological kids. Like, in my head, it was ever like, oh, you're such a saint for a doc. I'm like, mm, I'm just screwing up non-biological kids. I suck at parenting just like everyone else. 
you know? And then I'm like, would you say that if I with a th- if you were in my head with the thoughts that I'm having about how Jackson's a burden and all this other stuff, you would not be saying that right now. You just see me have three kids with IEPs and think, oh, my goodness, how do you do it? I'm like, I'm not. There's a kid in the pit. Do you not realize that I'm not doing it right now? So what do you, how do you respond to that? Uh, as far as the same thing goes, I think it's more of like uh, what Holly said earlier about, you know, if you were put in the situation, what would you do? And some people don't think that they would be able to rise to the occasion. And I think most people would had they been put in the same situation you're in or the same situation Holly's in, you know, it's like, I don't know, I guess three seems to be a magic number. You guys like to throw in one uh, special needs kid with two other kids. And, you know, it's just, it's like my mom had the same thing. You know, people are like, you're such a saint. You know, you got two normal kids and then you got Cassie and you still want her. And, you know, it wasn't Cassie was the third. Cassie was the first and she decided to have two more. I'm sorry, that was the thing that boggled me, you know, I'm like, I, you know, if the first one, like, I rolled a dice and it's special, no, I'm not having <laughs> any more, I'm not going to take my chances, and I've said the same thing, like, if I have one kid and it's special needs, there's no way I'm having more, I can't do it. Well, you already have one special needs, and so if you, exactly. Yeah, and so I think I'd have a kid so Cassie could have somebody to play with, but I don't know, I don't think so. Well, we'll if Jackson see. was my first, I probably wouldn't have any other kids, like, I, I'm tapped out, I am tapped out. Dawson was my first, but we had Nolan really soon after he was only 18 yeah. months old, so we didn't know. And then we were like, we are done. And then, oops. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. what yeah. happened there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you on that. I know. It always I, it baffles me some of these people, which is just different people have different capacity for different things. And I need to remind myself of that, that I am not someone who can foster 500 kids. I am not someone who can handle five kids with Down syndrome. But you look at them, and I'm like, you adopted four kids with Down syndrome? Like, are are you normal? Like, is something wrong with you? <laughs> like, a part of me is like, this yeah. is insane. Those are the people that I'm scared of. But they're amazing, and I want to be like them but not be like them because I'm done. I don't know. Yeah, I could just see how that would be annoying of like, no, this is just life. This is what you do. I, I do that, too. It's like, how do you survive? I'm like, do I have a choice? Like, I didn't know I had a choice. If I had a choice, then maybe I wouldn't survive. But, like, that's all you can do. It's like, there's, is there another option that I was unaware of? Like, no, this is what you do kind of thing. So I could see how that could be annoying. How would you want people to approach you and Cassie? Like, what would you, like, what would your best friend look like? Or what would, you know what I'm saying? Like, so actually, after my mom passed, I had my best friend live with me for maybe a year, and she's just, we, we vibe on the same wavelength, and she's very low-key, very low energy, uh, very low to maintain as far as everything goes. Uh, she's amazing, but she'll go out and drink as long as she wants, and she'll be fine, and she'll smoke, and so it's funny because, you know, my mom told me at an early age, she said, do not hang out with her, she's a bad influence on you, I said, I can hang out, you know, it's like, Jesus, it's like, just because I hang out with them doesn't mean I turn into them, you know, and so me and her just, we've always gotten along, and her family had gotten evicted at the time, and, you know, I told her, I said, hey, you know, if you want to move in with me and Cassie, and so I had offered to her at some point, like, I will get you registered with the state, and you can watch Cassie and be paid for it, because I tried to pay her anytime, you know, I was like, no, I will not take your money, and I'm like, please, 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 like, this is the only thing that I can give you that would make me well feel you better. take the state's money. 
if yeah. we get yeah. you. Yeah, you know, and she just still, she was like, no, anytime you need me, you give me a heads up and I will come over and I will watch Cassie. And Cassie's always loved her too, so it was cool. But yeah, I mean, my best friend and Cassie got along really well and she would tell them stuff too. Like I'd tell her, I'm like, hey, can you watch really quick? I'm going to go grocery shopping. And she's like, yeah. And so then I would go grocery shopping and come back. She's like, yeah, Cassie drew me this picture, blah, blah, blah. Like we sit and we listen to music and she likes my music. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. You know, it's just she was so genuine with Cassie. And she always has been. Anytime she comes over, she walks up to Cassie. Hi, how are you? You treat you like a person. Yeah. And it was funny because my mom had one friend like that. And I thought she was crazy for a very long time. I'm like, you know, she doesn't talk normally, right? Like she doesn't talk to you like that. She's like, she's still a person. And it was funny because it was at an earlier age, I was probably like 12, that I like, she's like, oh, you know, like, I guess, uh, you know, and so living alone with Cassie, I talked to her a lot more like she's normal. Like, yeah, I had a hard day today, you know, you want to hear about it? No? Okay, so I'm going to tell you anyway. And, (laughs) you know, she's not going to sit there and tell me to leave unless I'm bothering her, so. But, yeah, my best friend was really good with her as far as uh, being able to connect with her. So, it was cool. Anything else you want to tell us or say or? Nothing that I can think of. Okay. If you guys have any other questions, I'm more than welcome to answer. Not really. I was hoping you'd be more resentful (laughs) towards everything and like a crappier person. And instead, you're like this amazing individual. Don't call her a saint, Patty. You're a saint, Ashley. Okay, Holly, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you for being so open with us and telling us stuff even Chris didn't know. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah, yeah, so when are we getting breakfast later? Because we got to get back together soon, so. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, so we can connect. We're like uh, cool moms with special needs. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I was like, wait, who's getting breakfast? <laughs> wait, wait, are you asking him when Chris is available for breakfast? Oh, no. Maddie? She's talking to you, Patty, yeah. not Chris. I know. You guys That's are different people. Remember that. You guys are friends on your uh, own terms now. Yeah. We Will you talk, talk martial arts yeah. a whole lot, though, when I work no. together? Okay, good. You're Patty. That's Chris. So it's okay. okay. Yeah, we'll talk kids. Well, some people think that I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, mm, I don't care about the conversation you're talking about. Like, I now will not hang out with more than five crowd people <laughs> if there's not <laughs> another uh, non-crowd person there to counteract. Because you get those people talking, and then I'm bored. Yeah. Like, I'm interested to it to a certain extent. but Yeah, but you also, you know, your kids are your life, so you want to be able to talk about them, too. Gotcha. Do you have someone like that in your life still? Mm. Like is your so Mr. Us? Cox is really cool. I don't know if you realize that. I uh, It was for the level three instructor certification that they just had a couple months back. And I really wanted to go and sit in for a lot of it. And Cassie was throwing a fit. And, you know, I texted him. I said, hey, is your office empty? You know, I'd like to bring Cassie by and hang out with her and see if I can sit in for part of it. And he said, yeah. You know, and so I brought Cassie over and I set her up because I bring a portable DVD player wherever we go just so she has something to watch because I don't need Wi-Fi and I have an entire movie case of stuff she likes to watch. And so I set it up for her and I checked on her like every 20 minutes or so and she was fine. She was happy. She didn't throw a fit. And I was like, why can't she be like this at home? I know. Yeah, so Mr. Cox opened up his office for me like that. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, this is cool. I get to sit in and listen to everything as well as making sure that my sister's okay because I didn't have Nicole for that day for whatever reason. It doesn't always happen the way you want it to happen. But as far as that kind of stuff goes, I'll talk to Mr. Cox about a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to Cassie, whether it's, you know, hey, I got a call from the school today. They weren't pleased with her behavior and blah, blah, blah. 
Mm-hmm. And I told him, I don't know how to help you guys. Like, you're doing something to piss her off. You have to figure it out. It's not yeah, my problem. schools are yeah. stupid. Schools are very stupid. And it seems like the more that they're special needs, there's like more they're s- the stupider they get. And I'm like, do you realize the demographic you're dealing with? <laughs> like, this is what you chose. Okay, you're just stupid. Yep. Sorry. <coughs> There's a lot of stupid people in the world. <coughs> yeah, there are. There are a lot of them. Too many. Too many. <laughs> but do you have a holly? Because I have a holly. And Chris, well, I guess you're Chris's holly. I don't know if Chris is your holly, though. Because Chris has a lot more <laughs> venting and not <laughs> enough, like, listening. <laughs> like, he's a man. Yeah, I mean, Chris talks a lot. But, no, I, I think Chris is a pretty good holly for me. And so what's funny is actually over the summer I met uh, Joe, which was the instructor for the P course that he did. It was like the military course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one actually sounded interesting. I had it. So Joe has a special needs daughter, too. And we connected almost instantly because he came over and he said something to me. And I said, I really appreciate the way you teach. You know, you kind of remind me of Mr. Cox. And immediately he opened up to me and we started talking. He said, you're the one that has a special needs sister, huh? And I said, and how do you know that? You know, he's like, Mr. Cox talked about you. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so, you know, he's somebody that... It's like he'll share like his accomplishments with his kid. You know, he's like, "Hey, guess what she did today?" Blah blah blah. You know, I'm like, "That's so cool." You know, because it's a genuine care for his kid, and just because she doesn't meet the standards that everybody else's kid is at, doesn't mean that she's not still impressing him. Oh yeah, I think it's funny that I think as a special needs mom, you have almost more milestones to me and it takes you yeah. there to get there like at first you're like all sad and depressed and and grieving because i'm not meeting these milestones at these times but then you get more excited about all these mundane things that all these other parents oh yeah. take for granted like my jackson said battery and we were like what and oh then yeah. in the same sentence he's like you need to charge it i was like what <laughs> like he was understanding the concept of like energy and charging and phone and stuff and i was like we we're like did you hear him what huh, huh? like it was and when they finally do reach the mines, milestone, milestones, it's even more exciting for everybody. Like if your kid walks at twelve months, it's like yeah, okay, fine. But if they don't walk till they're three, you know, then everybody's gonna be oh my gosh, you know, it's it's such a it's more bigger celebration. Cool yeah, you exactly. don't take things for granted. Yeah. yeah, there's an autism mom that I follow on Instagram that we're friends, and she'll post everything like he said pizza and he ate a piece of pizza and everybody's going nuts, you know? So every, we have, yeah, a lot more things to be excited about. Yeah. I think you have a bigger appreciation for everything as well. Yeah. You're a single mom at 21 and you haven't even had sex yet. How does that make you feel? (laughs) I I don't think I'm missing anything. I don't know. You guys tell me. (laughs) Well, now this is awkward. Yeah. Because you really know Chris. (laughs) So we're gonna. Uh, so let me is ask he Holly be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm. uh, that's fair. Gonna, yeah, okay. Well, we'll definitely be your groupie. We can all be each other's Holly. Yay, yeah. group chat. Can I be my Holly? <laughs> you, <laughs> you are your Holly, Holly. Uh, I appreciate. I really do appreciate you coming on and being vulnerable. And you're a saint. Thank you. Thanks for riding on the denial bus. But your stop's coming up. You're going to have to get off. Get back to the real world. 
life. Don't worry, you got this. 